Light Leadership Series. Uh, we are here with Miss Ashley Rutzer, and she's going to introduce herself to y'all. Doing a lot of great things in the Killeen area. Super um, proud of her as being alumni from my grade school, Harker Heights High School. Um, so I'll let her introduce herself. Um, like you said, my name is Ashley Rudser. A lot of people just know me by Rudd. Um, I'm a filmmaker from here in Colleen, uh, currently working on a documentary about the 91 state championship um, with a crew of really great filmmakers that I'll get more into um, as we get into it. But yeah, uh, just a local filmmaker, a, a proud Colleenite, Colleenian. I don't know what is the <laughs> word works. for that. It but works. It works. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And uh, just so everybody kind of just, you know, refreshed on what we all are all about. Um, we're number one mentorship for mindset development, leadership, uh, education, and career ascension education. And this here is a filmmaker, so this is going to be the first time that we've had a filmmaker on the podcast. So, oh, my. Yeah, awesome. yeah, you should cool. be. You should cool. be. This is going to be dope. This is going to be dope. So, um, I mean, getting into it, right? I think it's important that we really get into like how you got to this point. Like what was the motivation um, that led you to want to get into media, getting into film, getting into photography, because you do a lot of different things behind, you know, that aspect of it all. So what, what kind of motivated that and got you where you are today? Uh, it's kind of weird, I guess. So I was always a dramatic child, I would say. I think that's fair to say. Um, I was really into uh, film and television and just like movies I would watch over and over and over again. I would write stories uh, like crazy. I loved writing books. Um, I just loved storytelling, um, consuming and uh, telling my own stories as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think it started really with theater. Um, that's the first like available medium that I remember having um, and that wasn't even until like middle school um, and we actually we had to make a drama club because yeah. Liberty Hill at the time there was a theater class but um, the theater class didn't put on cl plays and we didn't have a drama club so we made a drama club and we we, me and my friends, we wrote and starred in our own plays and nobody <laughs> came to see, but it but was y'all was doing it, though. Y'all was, was doing it, though. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we started out doing plays and um, I knew that I wanted to be in film, mm -hmm. but at the time, I never considered um, like the production aspect of it. I always thought that like you could be an actor and that was kind of like, that was it. That was my thing. And that me. was even like strange to even think about because we didn't really, unless you were one of the 12 kids that always got casted in every single VLA play, mm -hmm. there wasn't really the resources in Colleen to do that. And yeah, I never even yeah. thought about filmmaking as a thing. Yeah. Um, so fast forward to high school where I had to kind of make a choice of like what I really wanted to focus on. I chose to focus on dance because that's what I was really good at. That's what was like really more popular at the time, drill mm -hmm. team, yep. um, school spirit, you know, being involved. Um, and so I really kind of put that on the back burner. And when I got to college, my focus was, you know, just to get my two years. I went to Cisco um, on a dance scholarship and my focus was to just do my two years and I was probably going to end up at another school like maybe Texas State or something like that. Just get um, a degree, probably be a dance coach, and that was going to be like what I thought was going to be my life. Mm -hmm. um, and that would have been fine. I probably would have been happy doing that too. Yeah. But there was like something in me that just wanted more. And mm. um, 
wanted to be able to tell stories and I don't know why I thought my voice was so important but I did and I always have yeah, yeah. and so I've always wanted to be a storyteller um, and I was very very lucky to have very encouraging parents and we have never been rich but we were really comfortable at that point when I was kind of grown and my parents were very encouraging of me pursuing filmmaking and as a career which is not very common, especially yeah, being yeah, where we're yeah, from. So yeah, um, sure. I just, I really lucked out. I had a great encouragement, great support system. I went to LA, I did a year intensive program there and found out, yeah, that's really what I want to do. I was going to ask you if you went to LA. Yep. I feel like everybody that does film at some point goes to LA. Yep, that's yeah. where I started. I never had even picked up a camera before, um, but I went to LA, I went to New York Film Academy. They had like a year program that I did which was awesome and it kind of gives you a really good taste of all of the different sides of production. And um, that's when I found out that like, yeah, like this is what I want to do. Like this is really what I want to do with my life. I'm not going to be happy doing anything else, which I have gone through so many times in my life where I'm like, no, I'm not cut out for this. This was a mistake. Like I should have never, I should have done something more realistic or something, whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, even when I've had the opportunity to give up or change my career, switch gears, which would have been fine, all that would have been fine. Yeah. Um, I just never did and never could and here I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shout out to you, shout yeah. out to you. And I think that's something that a lot of people battle. It's like trying to figure out, like, should I carry on with this passion yeah. that is pulling in my heart, it keeps calling me and it keeps telling me to go this way, but it doesn't make sense financially. Yeah. It doesn't make sense logically sometimes. <laughs> You'd be like, um, I could go this way and be all right. Like, I would be good, but I mean, your soul, you know, at the end of the day, you can't lie to your soul, you can't lie yes, to your spirit. Exactly. You know, and I always feel like that thing yeah. keeps tugging at you. So shout out to you for getting to that yeah, point. Thank you. Thank yeah. You that. I think it's important that people hear that because, you know, there's a lot of people I think that want to get into a realm like this and what keeps them from that is yeah. just those fears. Like, man. Yeah. Especially being from here. You're supposed to be a soldier. A soldier or a teacher. Or a teacher. Or... <laughs> or nurse yep. and all of those professions are fine if that's what makes you happy there's i would never knock anybody pursuing whatever makes them happy as long as it is what makes them happy and that's why they're pursuing it um so yeah i think uh it's like you said important for people especially from colleen to know that there are a lot of options out there that's 100 that's 100 and then uh kind of like i guess segueing so I want to dig into this project, man, and just, you know, who you working with on this project. I know you oh, got man. a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of great information that y'all compiled, and I mean, there's a lot of history behind this project, you know, so. A lot. Um, yeah. It's a long time coming. I am honored to be able to tell this story. I'm a little bit shocked and disappointed that nobody's taken it on yet, but I'm happy to be the one to be a part of that, to do that, and um, it kind of started with, um, a friend of mine, Derwin Graham, and he is from Colleen. Well, he went to Cove, but he's from Colleen. Mm -hmm. Don't let him tell you otherwise. He's from Colleen. <laughs> he's from Colleen. Um, he went to Baylor, and he went to UNT, which yeah. is my school as well. And he went for media arts, which is the same um, degree that I was pursuing. We went at different times, but we started following each other. I don't even remember how, but we started following each other, and... Um, started like communicating about film and really wanting to like get together and work on different projects because both of us are very passionate 
not just about filmmaking and storytelling, but about where we're from and about the community of the people and the stories that are here and telling those stories. Um, so it was something that we always wanted to do. And I realized, um, like, late summer, I realized that this was the year that was going to be the 30th anniversary. And I was thinking it was next year, but it was this year. So I called her and I was like, man, we got like, to get on this. Like, let's get this ball rolling. And he had already actually been in communication with Deontay, who, um, shout out to him, he has uh, the duo podcast. He's a sports podcaster. Um, also at Baylor, when well, he's graduated, but he um, is really into Baylor sports and yeah. is really big in that community there. He had already been kind of gathering some information and doing some research on the story as well. Um, so we all kind of linked up. And then finally my friend Flem, who I've been working with for actually a couple years now, developing um, another series um, that's about Colleen and Colleen's stories. Um, we've been working together on that for a while, so it was just kind of natural to bring him in. And he's also, him and Deontay are both um, KHS alum. Mm -hmm. So it kind of just was special for all of us. And everybody had something that they were bringing to the table. Um, not to mention Derwin as well. He, um, I'm sure you guys have all seen The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. Yeah, yeah. He actually worked on that. Um, I saw that. Yeah, I saw he that actually on worked on that, which is huge. He's yeah. Emmy winning from right here yeah. in 254, which is awesome. So yeah. it was just, everybody has so much that they bring to the table. And it was just kind of a natural thing for us to link up and that's dope you know what's dope is the collaboration that i hear in that which is like these oh, yeah. name four or five people that are working on the same project and y'all being able to you know work and blend oh, ideas yeah. and different thoughts because you know that's the that's the real power in being able to network like it's being able to come together you know y'all went to school for a media arts degree right so yeah. you're saying mm -hmm. which lets the people know you can go to school for media arts i didn't know that so yeah. you can go to school for media arts or you don't arts. have to go to school because YouTube University will teach you anything yeah, that you want to learn. So whichever route is works for you. You got yeah. options. You got options. Exactly. And I think that's dope to see that y'all were able to be from the same area and just collab on that. Yeah. So that's that's really powerful. And um, yeah. I guess I kind of wanted to know a little bit about like, so with the whole story in itself, right? So you got the Lowe's uh, shooting deal. What the Luby shooting. The Luby, okay, my so, bad. Yeah. Luby so shooting. So in Luby the year shooting. 1991, we start off the year... Um, with uh, heavy deployments. Mm -hmm. um, we're deep into the Gulf War. Um, a lot of our soldiers are clearing out. And at the time, in 1991, Colleen wasn't really built up like it is now. Mm -hmm. um, it definitely was a community, and there was generations starting to you know, plant their roots here. Yeah. But it wasn't the big family place that it is that, that you see today. So when a lot of those soldiers deployed, a lot of their spouses um, would take their children or take themselves and go back to where they're originally from and go right. back to where they have family instead of staying in Colleen. So it was kind of like a ghost town. There really wasn't a lot of people left. Um, a lot of the students, you know, and I'm sure you can attest to this because we also went through it, mm -hmm. um, but a lot of students, their parents were deployed, your classmates' parents are deployed. And, All the time. You know what I'm saying? It was just, it was a rough time. And then, um, and then the Luby shooting happened and that they still had a game that same week, that Friday. So... Um, yeah, it was a really rough time. So that story about um, the championship, it's its not just about the championship. It's about Colleen. Yeah. And that's what's really the heart of it. And um, that's just one of the many stories of resilience mm. um, and the beauty of our people here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and just touching on like all of the different um, aspects of it, like the diversity, mm -hmm. um, the military life, even those who are not connected to the military or connected to the military 
by proxy just being uh, here, you know, um, there's just, it's super multifaceted. And I think that people that are from Colleen, when they see it, they're really going to feel proud um, to have a good story, shining light on Colleen. Man, because that don't happen a lot. That is that's not, not violence or missing or dead soldiers or just terrible, awful things that we've been in, in the news for before. Um, I think that people from here will be really proud to see it. That people that are not from here will get a better understanding um, of who we are, and it's just the first of many uh, projects about to, about Colleen that's gonna come. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And, and that's dope too because you're talking about the resiliency, which is a, the foundation of this place in regards to the people that oh, come yeah. out of here. You know, you talk about the concrete roses that we get oh, coming yeah. out of here in the Central Texas area. In general, we we got people that. You know, we go through things here and there's like a stigma that tends to be, you know, surrounded by around us. And it's like, you almost feel like, hey, that's not going to be my story. You know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. going to be that. Just because it happened over there, that doesn't represent who I am or what I do. But this all represents me, though. And I'm going to hold it on my back. And that was how I felt yeah. coming out of here. Like, I was like, man, I want to represent my city well. I want to, you know, do things to be able to, like, you know, shine a light on what we got going on here. And, um... I think there's a lot of people that feel like that. So to show that and, and kind of show that resiliency on camera is going to be powerful for sure. Yeah, and I think it's important. I think um, growing up, we all have this like idea that Colleen is not a good place to yeah. be from. Yeah, you just want to um, get out of here. You, you just want to get out. Yeah, yeah, and I did. I went to first Cisco, which wasn't really getting out, but first Cisco and then LA and then Denton for several years and... Um, and but here I am and I'm back and um, I've had a chance to leave too. I've thought about it. You know, Atlanta's really booming in the film industry. Yeah. Um, Austin is right there. Yeah. I've thought about it, but it, I always come back to I want to tell these stories. I want to uplift this community. I want to um, give opportunities that I didn't have to people right here because. There's so much diversity. There's so much talent. There's so many people with these beautiful dreams and different ways of achieving these goals. And when you talk to people and you listen to their stories, you just you want everybody to succeed. And I want to be a part of helping the people succeed. And I think that for me and what that looks like is telling these stories. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I I love that man because uh like I said like that's that's what we need. We need more of that energy because. Again, when you come in like that and you just want to see those stories come out and, and represent them in a way that's positive and you see what other people are doing and you're able to appreciate and show gratitude and things of that nature, it helps promote that within yes. our community and it helps, Absolutely. you know, and we leave here and we go do great things elsewhere and also when we go out there, we show what this place represents. So I think that's that's dope too. So um, I kind of wanted to, so I, we talked about some good things, right? But then like, I, we always like to talk about the real, mm. you know what I'm saying? We like to break it down because, um, you know, life is real. So, I mean, anxiety, depression, um, you know, doubt, you know, a little bit of fear at times. I mean, how, how have you navigated those throughout this, this whole process? Because, you know, I, 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 
And before I ask you to try to unload anything, you know what I mean? Like, like where do I start? How much time? Man, man, I mean, you know, look, this, this is why I say, this is why I say, I think it's important for people to understand that when they see people somewhere where they've created a film, or like, you know, recently I just wrote a book, you know, right now I'm a teacher, you, you've done multiple projects, and they look at us and they think sometimes that maybe you've gotten to get to where you are because you didn't have as many bumps in the road. Mm. But I, I like to take the side of, I think the bumps in the road is why you really go to where you're going. You know, I think that those are the things that really oh, uh, drive execution. Like absolutely. Pain, if so. I had gone to Texas State out of high school rather than going to Cisco, yeah, I don't think I would have been motivated enough to go to L.A. after that. Yeah. I think I would have stayed at Texas State. I would have probably been a teacher or a dance coach or whatever path that would have taken. And like I said, I probably would have been happy doing that too, but I wouldn't be here Doing this story, talking yeah. to you, yeah. and you it's know, it's giving you so, life right now. Exactly. You, yeah, yeah. This is creating more life within you. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so how, so how that go? Like, talk, talk, talk to me a little bit about that. So when I first got to LA, I had no plan. I had no plan. Um, but I, like I said, I had very encouraging parents. Mm -hmm. We were comfortable enough for me to have a safety net, um, and. I was kind of isolated. I lived outside of the city because we had family outside of the city. Um, most of my classmates were foreign mm -hmm. and <laughs> almost all of them had money. Yeah, I bet. And, yeah. <laughs> and their idea of going to lunch was like $20 salad. Easy. And, you Easy. know, when they want to go out, it's going to cost me. $20 in gas and $15 to park yep. and I don't got it. So I was very isolated um, I was kind of by myself a lot when we weren't in class I was at home because I didn't have money to do anything extra, but I was so Grateful just to be there mm -hmm. at first mm -hmm. um, I think there was a point where I did lose sight of that and lose sight of being grateful because I did feel alone I did have that like imposter syndrome so bad mm. like girl you just picked up a camera this year like your classmates been making films for blah 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 like I didn't feel like I belonged I didn't look like I belonged yeah. um it was just a really hard time um and I think that is how I ended up back in Texas rather than staying in LA which I really regretted that for a long time and I think that weighed on me I know that weighed on me for a long time yeah um and I had a lot of regret about that. And I just was building up. Every time I would make a move that I thought was the right path for my life, it did elevate me. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize that until after the fact. Because in the moment, yeah. it felt like another mistake. So yeah. I was just, everything I did was a mistake. And I was just adding something else to my regret. And there was two very dark periods in my life where I felt like I was at rock bottom, where I felt like I had completely picked the wrong career. Um, I didn't belong in the industry. I had made so many mistakes that it was too late for me to try to fix anything. Mm -hmm. um, I felt unworthy of my friends, unworthy of the love and support from my family. Um, after having my son, there was a time where I felt like I wasn't a good mom or a good partner to his dad. And, um, there's times where my depression has made me make really big mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had to own that. 
and that's another regret that I add, but as an adult, a fully formed adult, which I know that we're, we're still young and we're still yeah, evolving, yeah. But, but now you... that I'm on the other side of 30, I feel like I have enough wisdom to say that, like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Like, yeah. yeah. There and I hate to quote Twitter, but there was a tweet. <laughs> there was a tweet that Twitter. I saw that really resonated with me. That was like, "I'm not afraid of failure. This is like my third life." And I'm like, "Girl, yes, this That's is like fact. my third life. Like That's I will fact. fail again. Yeah. I'm 30 years old. Like I'm gonna fail again and again and again. Yeah. Um, but I only gotta get it right like a couple of times. That's then, it. That's then it. it's, it's gonna, gonna be okay. It. Like, it's gonna be alright. It's gonna be alright. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, just learning to own the mistakes that I did make and be okay with those mistakes and learning to um, just kind of go with the punches. And sometimes that looks like redirecting and maybe you change your life career, maybe you change what you want, or sometimes it looks like just go harder or mm. figure out another way to get what you're trying to get. But, um, but yeah, learning to fail and be okay with that failure was I think the biggest thing. And for me, as far as like my depression goes, when I'm not feeling creative, when I'm not feeling like useful mm -hmm. and purposeful, that's when I'm like at my lowest. So like COVID was really tough. Yeah. Um, like right after graduation was really tough. Mm -hmm. Like there's, you know, really mm -hmm. tough periods of your life, but um, it's a wave. It's yeah, a wave. It'll get better. It'll get bad again, but it'll get better. Yeah, uh, always. And you just... You don't necessarily, I don't know if it's that you get stronger or that you just kind of learn like, okay, yeah. this is who I am and this is how I need to navigate these situations rather than how should I navigate it. Right. You turn inward yeah. versus the yeah. term, like waiting on outside to kind of determine what your next move is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, that doesn't work out well ever. Yeah, no. <laughs> ever. No. Yeah, yeah, the outside world is only what it is. It's you know, chaos. We, it's chaos. It's chaos. It's chaos. Yeah. So, nah, 100%. I love that you shared that because I know a lot of people deal with that, 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 I did something wrong. So now I basically doom myself. Like, you know, I try to throw myself away or I say, you know, I'm, I can't get this done. I never can do right. I always mm -hmm. do these things. Like, I mean, I've been down that hole before, uh, just from the side of people's expectations of me being like, you know, like a higher profile, clean athlete coming out of here. And then what I ended up in getting hurt, having a kid early, coming back home, trying to work, then going back to school, people was looking at me like, oh man, like you, you, you a letdown. But it's, it, it was more so the outsiders that I was letting in. It wasn't everybody. It, it, just my brain said it was everybody. We, we think yeah. that we, that people think about us but they don't. way more than <laughs> they ever yeah. think about us. We like, egocentric. We, we worry about yeah, ourselves. Absolutely. I, man, I put that in my book. Like People really be concerned. Like They think the world revolves around them. Like You really, it's natural. Mm -hmm. And it's actually healthy if you know how to maneuver in a way that is, it is healthy. Like To make it to where, you know, I'm worried about my self-awareness. I'm worried about okay, yeah. doing things and creating solutions. For my problems versus like oh man everybody sees me as a problem i'm always the one that like no just take it easy on yourself practice yes. grace like be graceful because if you're doing something new it's always going to be rough to start it's always going to be I, I told somebody yesterday i said um done is better than perfect if perfect ain't done yet Okay. And that's that's like that. that's my thing when I ain't really got it like that. Like if I ain't got it like that, <laughs> hey, it's done. It's done. That's better than perfect. Cause you want me to have it perfect, but it's done. It's yeah. like we good. We can move on. I like that. You know what I'm saying? So that's something that you know people really need to know. And I'm glad you shared that. And then so 
I guess kind of flipping that, like going into like, you know, unlocking that light within. And when I talk about unlocking that light within, like, you know, being able to take a step on faith and go to LA when you didn't know, you didn't have a plan or being able to jump into this film, which is, you know, like you said, nobody's done this quite yet. It looks kind of wild that nobody has done it, but you guys are coming together and, you know, you're doing it. And that's really going to shine a light on the city. Um, it could be potentially be a lot bigger than y'all even expect. I hope so. You know, so, I hope so. so what, I mean, my idea right with this is like, what do you think it takes for individuals to be able to like get from like a low place and like to unlock that light within them to be able to take steps out on faith, um, go and make a, uh, a move that may change their life forever. Like what kind of mindset do you think that took for you to make those types of steps in your life? Um, I would say that happiness is a practice. It's, you kind of have to like, fake it till you make it kind of thing. For me, it was like physically out loud telling myself like, girl, it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Like, it's going to be okay. Like, try this, try that. Like, I spend so many hours like thinking of different like ways of okay how am I gonna level up now like I'm I'm where I wanted to be where I like prayed to be yep. many years ago but now I'm like I have you know more money more problems yeah. not necessarily I have more money but yeah, you know yeah, when you saying. level up you have more yeah, problems so now yeah. how am I gonna level up now and get to the next point um happiness is a practice you have to like really choose to be happy in the moment that you're in. Mm, in the moment. Because it's always gonna be better or worse on the other side. It's always been better or worse on the, the other side behind you, but you have to really just like decide to be happy. And that doesn't mean like ignoring that you're sad or ignoring your depression, but it's like, okay, well, Today, I'm just, every time this intrusive thought pops into my head, I'm just going to like block it out and I'm going to say something like, nope, that's not, I'm going to recognize that, that that thought that I'm having about my situation or about myself isn't real. Right. It's just me in my head. Yep. And you have to like first recognize that and make a conscious effort to be like, no, I'm not going to listen to that intrusive thought. Mm-hmm. Um and then sometimes you just gotta lie to yourself, like Thanks. even if you don't feel good, like girl, look at yourself. You look great in the mirror. Man. You're like, mm, you're glowing. Stop, stop Your bank dancing. account is in negative, but it's okay. Yeah. All drinks on me. Like yeah. you just have to kind of lie to yourself until that practice becomes reality. Um, and there's been times where I've really questioned that too, like people that I've been close with in the past who I might not be close with now, like oh they're just a fake in the funk or it's just for social media or this and that. And I'm like, dang, like, am I really happy? Like, am I really living positively? Am I really doing these things that I say that I'm doing? I can't do that. Exactly. Do it's that. a, it's an intrusive thought. And I'm like, stop. Now practice what you preach. Like you have to like really make that conscious effort because I really feel like depression. It's like addiction in the manner that it yeah. doesn't, you're always, you know, addicts say like you're always an addict, you're just a recovering addict. Like yeah. you're always carrying depression with you, but sometimes you're not depressed. Like you're yeah. recovering from it, but you always have that in you that you can go back to that at any moment. Mm-hmm. You can relapse to that dark place at any moment and you don't know what it can be that's gonna set it off. So you have to like make a conscious effort every day and it gets easier. Like mm-hmm. 
we even when you're at your lowest, you start with baby steps of just like talking to yourself or like blocking out those intrusive thoughts, like taking an extra shower yeah. or doing something that you love just for the sake of that you love it. Even yep. if it takes time out of your day that you might not have, Dude. even if it costs like you're not making any money, like you just have to find something that you love and something that you can channel your energy into and just take a little step every day. Facts. That's what I'm doing right now. I do stuff like uh, I help out with 707 team out here just because I love football. Like yeah. it, it never it's never to go anywhere and mm -hmm. I keep a list of the things that I love. And I keep them in my life, no matter what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And that's all I think about when you say that. And I think it's just like what we consume. It's like, what, what are you consuming on a daily basis? Like, yeah. via your cell phone, via the people around you. Um, what are you allowing yourself to create out of your mouth with your hands? Like, you know, all that stuff has yeah. to tell us a story, right? Has to be have a theme to it. Like, and do I believe in myself? Is this showing in my life? Mm -hmm. Like, am I, am I, am I talking life into other people? <clears throat> Excuse me. Am I talking life into other people or am I talking death to other people? Like, yeah. You know, they, I think people don't really think about that. You know, you think that money is going to be the answer or, you yeah. know, whatever type of material success you've deemed as, you know, the solution, but that's not, that's not it. Like, it's yeah. not it. It's, it's really coming down to what, who are you? What do you love? Who do you love and what are you willing to do for those people and how are you going to continue to cultivate that? And yeah, I think absolutely. that keeps you away from the dark places, right? Yeah. Because they say anxiety is when you look too far in the future and then the depression is looking too far in the past. So the both of those things you can't control. Absolutely. But the present time is what we can control and I think that's how we grow. So, um, man, I, I think you definitely, you definitely brought some thunder as far as like the information, you know what I'm saying? And where can everybody find you on social media and all that? Good um, stuff? so on Instagram at Rudd and Camera, R-U-D-A-N-D-C-A-M-E-A-R. Yeah. A. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. I'm not really active too much anywhere else. My Instagram is where you can see all my, uh, photography work. Uh, my links to actually I don't know if I have any films online right now. I think all my films are in the vault currently. Yeah, yeah. But, but after this, will, you're gonna yeah. have some coming out though. People are gonna be asking. Yeah, you, so they're, they're in the vault right now. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, so we're gonna have a lot more stuff. I'm kind of in this uh, new new rebranding, and I'm like all my old projects. I'm like very proud of. Yeah. And all my old work that I'm very proud of. I'm like. I know what my style is now. I yeah. know what stories I'm telling now. Before, I was just doing a bunch of things to kind of learn what I liked. And so I have a lot of different different films and different style of photos. But now I know, like... You know. I'm, I'm settled in. So that, that version of myself that I've, it's like, figured up. out who I am, that's the version that I'm presenting now. So my films are in the vault right now. This film is coming out very soon. Yeah. I'm going to say April 29th. I yeah. won't get too many more details, but April 29th, it will be premiering here locally. So I hope that people will come out. We will put it online for people yeah. to see it. Um, a trailer will be dropping soon. Sure. Like We're really excited about it. Um, we're very excited to have something for the community to be excited about and yep. be proud of. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of a lot of really good stuff in the works. Man, that's dope. Yep. That's dope, man. And uh, we, I'm looking forward to it because, like I said, that's big for the city right there. Yeah, I hope that's so. Big for the city, so I hope so. It's about time that we take back our image because, you know, we talked about like the thing of oh, the first thing we want to do is like get out of Colleen when we're growing up. Mm -hmm. And you said like oh, when you came back, you felt like it was like a failure. Like yeah. oh, I'm back in Colleen. Yeah. And I think we all had that like oh, they're back in Colleen. Like yeah. But you know what? Like, 
when we're outside of Colleen and we see each other, we bump into each other, it's all love it's and love. it's all family. And if somebody else talks about Colleen, yeah. we're the first ones to talk down or talk like, you know, defend our city. Yeah. So why don't we want to be here in Colleen? So why don't we? Because there's a lot of reasons of crime, a lack of opportunity. But if we all keep leaving, it's not going to get better. It'll never develop. It'll it's not going to get better. So there's a lot of beauty about Colleen, the diversity, the resilience, the history. Um, and Colleen deserves better. So as much as I've thought about leaving over the years, like I think I'm here for a while. Like At least until I tell these stories that need to be told, yeah. I'm here for a while and I want to bring more opportunities to artists here as well. Like HBO just shot at our airport. Like really? it's, it was like just a little thing, you know, yeah. wasn't a big deal, yeah. but like that's a star. Like that's how we get, that's how we get opportunities here. Like, you know, on social media, there's a, we got a lot of kids that out here that's doing a lot of stuff too. Like getting a lot of followers and things like that. Cause I'm in high school. So I already see like, you know, certain kids that's kind of gaining that traction oh, and attention yeah. as far as like, you know, the day and age we in now, it don't take nothing but a phone to be able to show whatever you want to exactly. show. We talking about that earlier. Our hands. Yeah, like, it's at our people hands. People are so creative. The young, yeah. like, man, to, they're to, so creative. Man, I need like, to get with them because I'm yeah. trying to learn, man. I, th I can learn from anybody. <laughs> I so don't I'm even. I don't. I'm not very TikTok savvy yeah. either. Yeah. Like, we're gonna get there though. We're, we're gonna, gonna get, get there. <laughs> we're gonna get there. But bro, appreciate you Absolutely. bringing the thunder. Bringing the thunder. Thank you for having me. Hey, we out. Y'all know where to find us. Be a light leader. So I'm going to end this right.